0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB.
1: You know, I feel like if I say anything now, it could change tomorrow. Um, It's the business side of things. I have an open mind as I'm not closing the door to anywhere. Uh, I'm going to look at anywhere that I think can win a cup. And I know this locker room can win a cup. That's been my main goal and my main focus. That's how hard I've worked all summer. It's how hard I've worked all careers to win a cup. So I'm standing here now telling you I'm going to win a cup. And that is the only, I guess that's the only information that I can give you is that I'm going to try to win a cup.
0: Well, Jim, I i, I guess Connor Hellebuck's going to try to win a Stanley Cup. Well, 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 well. If it yeah. isn't the guy who's going to win a cup
2: uh big thanks Cam to- Poitras. oh yeah. i meant you that's never gonna happen uh kelly moore, you don't know that
0: they you know what i might get picked up you an don't organization. Know that. yes yeah, you might smart. work for
2: an organization yada 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 look what i got jimbo stanley <laughs> cup ring hey
0: i didn't really win it you know just watched other guys do it but uh you're a piece we all have a piece 204-780-6868 thanks a lot to kelly moore for getting to that uh, that to me so quickly we also have shifley uh, coming up. He spoke as well. We will get to that uh, right after 1230. But Connor Hellebuck, Jim, um, you know what? And the the thing that I was listening to his, his, his just comments that are just coming down moments ago um, was just how confident he is. It sounds I mean, I know that there was that quote that was infamous from a number of years ago where, you know, the Winnipeg Jets are on the cusp of a dynasty. So get ready. Something along those lines paraphrasing. Uh, but he seems like a guy that is dialed in and just really, really. And to to be honest as well, um, doesn't seem like a guy who was reported midway through the season as saying, you know, the, the door has already closed. That ship has sailed. He's not going to be uh, considering sticking around here in Winnipeg.
2: Well, he's the the big thing I take from that. And he's not wrong is it could change tomorrow. And I think this is what we do. Right. And I don't know when it was February. 3rd, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They're, he doesn't want to resign here. Things change. Things change tomorrow. He could say, look, I'd love to. He just to, said that.
0: He said, I, I don't want to give you an answer. Because exactly. my answer could be different tomorrow. So
2: I don't, I think we always think, oh, people are lying, people this. I don't always think that. I think we're trying to find out where everybody's at. Yeah. And where everybody's at, by the time we find something out, has usually changed from when they felt that way a week or two ago. Yeah. So he's not wrong. But look, I, he want this is what I take from this. He wants to win. And I've been saying on this program that if New Jersey's interested, I would tell New Jersey if I'm Connor Hellebuck and I told my agent, I want nine and a half. Mm -hmm. Go get it for me. I would circle back and say, if New Jersey wants me, I'll take seven over seven years because I think they have a really good chance to win over the next five years in a row with that young core and everybody locked up. I don't also doubt that Connor Hellebuck in my experience with him truly believes that they have a Stanley Cup contending team right now first day of training camp. That's how he thinks. That's how he's wired. I think he's
0: been like that for every year. Yeah.
2: It's and and like some people think it's asinine, other people absolutely love it that he's just in this world of but good for him, right? Yeah. Like I'm not Well, and you always tell that you that. always
0: tell that story Jim of the first day at rookie camp where you met him. And he wasn't this confident guy at that point.
2: He was. I had to stop the interview and and say it's okay. He was shaking. Yeah. He was. He was physically shaking, and every question I asked, he would would like stumble and blah blah blah. And I just stopped, and I was like, "Hey man, like you know, just take your time. I'm I'm just asking about what it's going to be like to be here. Yeah. What it's like to be drafted." you know, what your expectations are this first rookie camp and stuff. And it was a lot of one-word answers and stuff. But like, there's nervousness. I told the same story about Adam Lowry when he was named captain. Like when he came in, he was talking about his wrist injury, mm-hmm. injury and his maybe 10-second answers because he was just a kid, right? Connor Hellebuck was shaking. I had to go, hey, like if... Yeah. And I even said, I go, if you're too uncomfortable, but well, I goes, no, I got to learn how to do this and blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to, <laughs> to this is... But that's what's great about sports, right? Yep. You see these young athletes come in and develop. And, uh, you know, I don't take the the fact of how much he was shaking and nervous from that day. I take, who is this kid coming out of a junior B league in Texas who's got a <laughs> scholar co- college Odessa scholarship? The Odessa Jackalopes. That was the story to me. It wasn't the story that he's going to make the, the Jets. It wasn't the story that he was going to win a Vezna. It wasn't mm-hmm. the story that he's going to be one of the top three goaltenders in the world at a certain time. It was, how did they find this kid from Michigan and Texas? But- Fast forward to today. Good. That's why I say good for Connor. He believes this. He, he's dialed in on that. What I like about it is he he hasn't closed the door. Yeah. What I also like about it is when do we hear this about winning so much? Yeah. When do we hear about, well, no, I don't know. There's the offers. There's this. I mean, Steven Stamkos yesterday. I'm stunned there was no conversations. I'm mm-hmm. blown away that nothing happened. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. And they said, well, they said, you know, they'll wait throughout the year and stuff. He goes, again, I'm disappointed and I can't blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of things going on in that answer. There's not a lot of things going on in Connor Hellebuck's answer. There's no. not a lot of where am I going to be? Do I like it here? Do I not? There's a lot of I'm going to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So I think that leaves the door open for the Jets.
0: Now here is Hellebuck asked if there was something that he needs to see from Winnipeg to consider uh,
1: re-signing here. You're you're asking that like I've closed the door on Winnipeg. I love it here. I love the fans here. I, I love the city. Uh, it's very outdoorsman and that's what I am. That being said, I don't want to come and say to you guys something and then tomorrow it changes and it'd be different. So uh, I'm just going to leave it as I'm going to win a cup and wherever I can win a cup, I think is where I want to be.
0: Yeah. And he thinks that this team is capable of winning a cup and, and this is kind of an odd question to ask you, Jim, um, because we heard from Kevin Shevelday off yesterday as well and winning 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 was a very very uh, prominent uh, phrase uh, over the course of, of, of his 19 minute or so conversation uh, yesterday uh, with the media and like it's it's odd for me to say. Well, Jim, is, is there something else underneath about why the general manager of an NHL team talks about winning, which is what an NHL general manager should talk about, is winning? But there's other there's other aspects to it too, and I think a lot of it is mirroring what Connor Hellebuck is saying. Shovel day off, and the True North wants to keep Connor Hellebuck a Winnipeg Jet, so they need to be all in on winning because that's all that Connor Hellebuck is in on.
2: So let's back up to the exit meetings and the gong show that was this year. And then the next day, Kevin Cheveldayoff spoke. And the number one thing I heard of, the number one thing we talked about all Monday after that, was how Kevin Cheveldayoff said absolutely nothing. More so than ever. Yes. Nothing. Not one word about direction, future, anything. And fans were upset. And I said at the time, he can't say anything. The minute he says this, that player doesn't like it and he's gone. The minute he says that, the other player doesn't like what he's at. And of those lists of players, which two of them are now gone, number one was Connor Hellebuck. His biggest concern was not to ever lean towards anybody around Connor Hellebuck thinking mm-hmm. that they're not going to try to win. Fast forward from exit day meeting to, to yesterday, what did Kevin Chevrolet off say? Nothing but winning. We're yeah. here to win. We're going to win. We're here to win. We're all about winning. We're all about putting it together. I'm not defending Shevelday off. I'm just, I can see where things are at. Yeah. Now, two players are gone, and Blake Wheeler and Pierre-Luc Dubois. They've brought in three assets with the one, and they're talking winning now. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't have said that back in... And people will say, yeah. well, he could have said that on exit day meeting and made Connor Hellbuck happy. Well, fair enough, but then he's got to worry about Dubois and worry about this and worry about that. And, and so... Again, it's just, it's fascinating how they have to do this, right? Yeah, it's a dance. It starts, so of the four players that you didn't want to go in different directions, two are now gone, and your number one player you're trying to convince to stay is still the guy at the top of the list, which is Hellebuck. So, look, it's great to hear the doors. I do know this. I do know we hear all these rumors and stories of this. I do know Connor Hellebuck's not lying one bit. He loves it here. He loves the outdoors. He loves the community. He loves the city. He loves the, I know he's from Michigan. I know he's... An American, he loves it here. But it could change tomorrow because the Jets could sit down and say, look, we can give you eight. And then three days from now, the agent could come back and say, there's a deal in place that will pay you nine with this. And then he's got to say, it doesn't mean he doesn't love it here anymore. It just means this is life.
0: Well, that's what I think is going on there. It's it, it's it's a commitment to the team. It's a commitment to winning. And it's a commitment to being a Winnipeg Jet with also the understanding that he is an unrestricted free agent after the end of this year. and, and Anything not, can happen. He has a no-move clause. Yeah,
2: and I'm not defending this at all because it's hard for fans to hear. But all you have to do is look at John Gibson. Yeah. John Gibson believed in the Anaheim Ducks. John Gibson signed long-term in the Anaheim Ducks. John Gibson every says, no, I'm not waving my no-move, or if they want me to now, I will move it. blah, blah, blah. And what, a decade went by, and he can't get into the playoffs.
0: He's a stalwart. So I'm not defending
2: the player's perspective. I'm just saying this is where I want to be right now. Things can change in a week. But I think the positive thing to come out of this is that he has not closed the door here. He does like it here. And as the season goes on, I I think the contract talks, I don't know for a fact, but I think the contract talks are done until you know maybe in December, January, or January 1st. And if the team is... I don't know what the record is, 30 and, and yeah.
0: 13, then yeah. he'll go, we got something here. Dude, this is a situation where it's, it's like, a, well, let's look and see where things go. Let's focus on training camp, and you know what? We're going to know a lot more by the, exactly those dates, and then we can come to decisions as to what direction we're going. Uh, Josh Morrissey uh, for Team Newman, which was on the ice earlier today. Team Solani is going to get going at 1 o'clock. Josh Morrissey was in a mentorship role paired with Elias Solomonson, the team really high on Solomonson, pairing him up with Mar- with Josh Morrissey. That's That's no mistake. Sandberg and Pianco I think we're going to see throughout the season Stanley and Capo Bianco that kind of tells me exactly where there's those two guys are sort of situated in that sort of 7-8 spot yeah. uh, and then Connor Scheifele, uh Barron, Kupari, Nemesnikov um, and then and then of course Connor Halibut out there uh, let's take a break let's come back we'll hear from Mark Scheifele coming up after the news at 12.30 and hey Nickers and Kickers in support of Silo Mission, powered by Chud Powersports, uh, looking for underwear, more underwear than socks. And they're also looking for shoes and boots. All you got to do is drive by, say hi to the guys at Global News, Power 97, Peggy, um, and of course, uh, 680 CGOB, I believe, Loren McNabb's down there right now. She's going to join me at 1 at Keldonan Place. They're going to be there till 6.30. So uh, great cause, Knickers and Kickers. Uh, great to, uh, uh, program we run here in, in support of Silo missionaire on 680 CJOB. Let's take a break. On the other side, what did Mark Scheifele have to say? Well, I don't need to tease that. You're going to want to stick around and, and listen for what he also had to say. It's news to me. I haven't heard it yet because I haven't heard be, it yet. I'm either. on air. So well, let's I, hear it. we're going to hear it after 12.30. Wait, my phone's ringing. Is that him? It must be get it on the air. Oh, it's dead. He left. He's I didn't gone. answer it on
2: time. Wow. Now he's got that long voice message. <laughs> Believe it or not, Jim is not here. We'll be right Where
0: back. could he be? Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. Well, we'll hear from Mark Shifley. Just some uh, comments from him. I'm just uh, cutting up. Make sure those are going to be showing up right after twelve thirty, uh, but Patrick Kane, uh, Jim says he needs another month of rehab. Uh, sabers among those interested suitors.
2: Uh, the wow. Sabers would make
0: a lot of sense for Patrick Kane, but he needs another month from his hip uh, surgery in June.
2: Yeah, and not only long term, maybe they could lock him up. And, yeah, um, he's also working out by himself in Toronto. And dum dum dum, you like Toronto, Patrick?
0: Because we <laughs> like you. They don't have any money
2: to spend on anybody. No, I don't. I'm from Buffalo.
0: There's no way Patrick Kane plays for league minimum. That's not his style, I don't think.
2: No, not at this. He's the one. But, I mean, again, where's the money, right? It's a one-year deal in my mind. It's a one-year prove me.
0: 100%. Buffalo sounds like a good fit for him. Um, plus hometown of Buffalo. He won't get in any trouble there, will he, Jim? Uh, let's take a break. Not let's come anymore. Back.
2: Didn't he get it? Oh,
0: no, never mind. Let's uh, take a break. Let's come not back.
2: TMZ here. We're just trying to do a hockey
0: <laughs> show. We're here Mark Scheifele. What were his comments? Is he willing to look at Winnipeg as a long-term fit? We'll be right back. I'll tell you the answer. Well, I'll let Shifley tell the answer. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB.
3: Right now it's nineteen at six eighty CJOB. Don't do what I did, boys. Remember to turn your mic on. It's jets at noon. Did you do that? I wasn't listening. Yeah, that explained the long uh the long wait for me to deliver the forecast. I thought it was on.
2: Who, who I never listened.
3: Who's, Who's talking to me? Yeah,
0: who is that? Oh, there you go. Somebody
3: are. in there? Ah, <laughs> oh, Skyler. Yeah, McCarthy likes the lights off, but uh I thought you just the went lights in, on kind of day, boys. I thought you just went in there to eat lunch. I didn't know you actually Yeah. Well, and I need some peace and quiet. Yeah.
0: Wow, Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift, eh? Wow. I think my girlfriend likes that news more than I do. I really, I'm really engaged in the story. I know Jim's been following, he's been, won't shut up about it. <laughs> it's like constant, like, Jim, I don't Just care. Just a
3: complete closet Swiftie, Jim Toth.
0: Yeah. And like the fact that his brother ratted him out, come on, he's trying to have some privacy.
3: Well, like there's got to be a, a text message exchange between Jason and Travis. And Jason's like, yo. 'cause he was on a podcast, right? And I think we yeah, he broke he it. Was. Like he's like, "Yo, I'm going on this podcast. I, I only know they're the whole obviously going to
2: ask about it." I, only, I I joked about this with my own brother once. I'm like, "Please don't tell anybody who I'm dating." And he replied with, "You get dates? You are dating? Well, well, well done. Well done, Vince." Yeah. As is in it, referencing, like, don't, is, you, you can't get a
0: date. Is that why Travis Kelsey was missing the first week? He had a strained, uh, Who cares? I, I saw
3: a two minute long TikTok conspiracy video from a Chiefs fan because, because, um, Taylor Swift's uh, from Philly. Is she from Philly? She's an Eagles fan anyway. I and it's a long care. winded conspiracy to, uh, you know, sideline their best player before I the think, Super Bowl. I think
0: there's some to be, if we rematch, okay, okay, wait, <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.
2: If this is all designed to get Travis Kelsey to have a bad year, then now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Taylor is Kelsey Swift Kelsey not going to perform this year? Then I'm all interested. Yeah,
3: I already drafted this guy, so hopefully not. But, uh, I, I mean, Taylor Swift seems like the number one person for the job. If you want to affect Travis Kelsey's on-field performance with some
0: romance... We're uh, going to get to Mark Scheifele in a second here, but I, have, so to read, right I have to read this text message. What do you think about Justin Fields of the Bears blaming the coaching for poor performances in the media? I think he's another athlete that needs to humble himself and take responsibility for his play. He's not Tom Brady. I, it's like that texture took all the words right out of my mouth.
2: Okay, now I'll talk about Taylor Swift. I'd rather talk about that.
1: <laughs> what do you guys want to
2: talk about Taylor Swift? About Th- that? I'd rather Bristol. do that thanks. than address thanks. my Bears right now. Alright, thanks
0: a lot. Uh, what, a, what a couple days for the
2: Bears. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know what's going on. There's some rumors going around about this defensive coordinator. Uh, you, know, you know what makes this season different happened. for
2: the Bears? Is that the season's over in week two and not week nine? <laughs> well, Let's we'll move say, on. Hey,
0: listen, there's still 15 games to go, Jimbo. Still 15 games to you go. you want
2: to talk Taylor Swift, bring up the Bears, and I'll talk Taylor Swift all day <laughs> long. Uh,
0: Mark Shifley here. Um, of course, he was speaking to the media just following um, uh, uh, Connor Hallebuck and, and Kelly Moore again. Big thanks to him for getting us this audio so quickly. Um, and here was a Mark Scheifele saying there haven't really been any talks, and he's letting his agent handle things. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I've told him I'm open to open to staying, and um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm definitely open to, to staying here. I'm, I've been a Winnipeg Jet for yeah, thir- this is my thirteenth camp, so it's been been a long time, and you know, enjoyed every day of it, and you know, I'm definitely open to staying. Thirteenth
2: camp. Time flies I can't. By. I can't
0: believe. Yeah, he was at. He was numero uno, man. He's yeah. the only guy that's left on the roster that was on the opening night in 2011 against the Habs. He's the only guy left, right? With the with the departure of Blake Wheeler in the uh, in the off season, uh, So here's final. what
2: I I don't like about this is it's out of my hands. No, yeah. it's not. You're gonna get offers. You're gonna get. You're turning around saying, you know, the whole out of my hands. It, to me, that screams of, is it out of your hands because he said, I want eight years at $9 million? Or is it out of your hands because you said you don't want to play here? Is it out of your hand? Now, he's not saying any of that. He's yeah. open to coming back here. And we're seeing this. And I talked about this with Kelly Moore yesterday on my show. It's, it's Calgary. It's Toronto. It's everything. Everybody wants the eight-year home run deal. There's just no money out there. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of teams like Elias Lindholm in Calgary and and Needlander, sorry, if he wants $10 somewhere, like, you just can't. So then you circle back to the teams that can do this for you, right? And so then... The top of that
0: list is the team that you are on right now, for whoever that player is.
2: Yes, because they can make some changes in your lineup that would afford them the availability to do this for you. Correct as opposed to somebody going somewhere and having to ship something out. And that's something that has to include 5 million or whatever. So like Elias Lindholm of all the guys in Calgary is the one who's like, I've said all, all summer, I'm more than willing to stay. What I don't think he's saying is I'm more than willing to stay for nine and a half million dollars or $9 yep. million. Like I, and that's what I think he understands more so than maybe some other players. I'm, and I'm just guessing is that, I can't even go to Arizona and get $9 million right now. See,
0: and I think as well, and this kind of throws cold water again on the argument, nobody wants to stay in Winnipeg, blah, blah, blah. Well, you just have Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley saying they're more than willing to remain Winnipeg Jets, given the circumstances and the things that they want, as well as the team want, uh, uh, tend to line up. Here's Shifley, uh, 680 CGB's Kelly Moore, uh, asking uh, Mark Shifley uh, a big question here. Mark, is. Is the book open? You know, some guys don't want to talk about it once the the season starts. Uh, uh, but is that something that you would uh, instruct your representatives to? Agents
2: are now going to work, and when them and Chevy talk, I don't know when, uh, yeah. when they bring it up. Yeah. Who calls who and when, and when a deal can be done? I don't know. That's not me. That's my agent. But don't say you're not involved in it. Yeah, I, they I... work for you. <laughs>
0: they certainly do.
2: They don't work. They they don't tell you what you're asking for and what you're going to take and where you want to be.
0: This is going to be Shifley's likely his his last big contract here, depending on yes. if a situation comes up where he says, listen, I'm going to stay in Winnipeg for one or two more years. I'll sign another deal and I'll see where the where the market goes and where the cap goes, and then I'll make a decision, which is also a big possibility here. That could come midway through the season.
2: Um, and, and because of it's his last, he needs a raise. Well, he certainly does. Like, And you can talk about all the defensive goals you want and the, the leadership or anything like that. There is a six straight season point per game player and a one-time forty goal scorer
0: needs a raise. In terms of the guys that are on you can't the, argue most, that. the most team-friendly contracts, him and Leon Drysidles eight and a half, is right up there with Mark Scheifley six point one two five.
2: You you can argue how much of a raise. That I'll give you because there's some deficiencies in his game. Agreed. But you cannot argue that Mark Scheifley doesn't need a raise. He needs a raise.
0: In this market, he's probably eight and a half, closing in on nine. I mean, I think if you go say, pound for pound his value, that's probably where he sits. Say in
2: normal times, like we live in a time where Tyler Bertuzzi and Domi over the world, all Tarasenko made $7.5 million the last couple of years. He signed for five year, five million. Yes. If normal times, when Tarasenko got seven and a half, in normal times, somebody would give Mark Shifley $8 million a year. hmm and you just have to wrap your head around that. Is, is so why would he take, you know, now I'm I'm assuming he would like to hit a home run with nine or nine and a half. Of course. Eight and a half over seven years. But I think in Mark's future is a four to five year deal at around $8 million. I could be wrong. And, and somebody listening to this who's a cap expert might go, it's only going up 2 million next year. Yeah. Fair enough. He might have to do what, what, Tarasenko did this year. He might have to sign a one-year, but that he's he needs a raise. But he's also like Connor Hellebuck. Deserve has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nobody in the NHL deserves a raise more than Connor Hellebuck. But Deserve has nothing to do with it. There's not a lot of money out
0: there. When you look at this gym... Do the teams are, is the Winnipeg Jets with these two guys, are they, do they, are they the team that holds the most leverage in this? Do they hold more leverage I think than their they free agents? I actually, I, I used to think it wasn't that case, like starting in the summer, but as things get closer and closer to the regular season, I'm starting to think that the Winnipeg Jets are the, they're the ones holding the leverage, not the players because the money isn't and out here's,
2: there. Here's why, Cam, when I look at it, and I've done a lot of this the last couple of weeks, you could make a move sending a Ville Hainola or Logan Stanley and a pick for somebody to take Nate Schmidt's $6 million over the next two years. Yeah. And you can take that $6 million and put a Logan Stanley or Ville Hainola, whoever's left in that sweetener deal, and give it to, you could give three more million a year to Mark Shifley, Mm -hmm. or I would say two more, and you give three more million a year to Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. And you could do it over the next three years. So those guys both make six million this year, and th- the next three after make eight and nine. It's going to cost you, but you can do that.
0: Cole Perfetti needs a contract next year too, and the Winnipeg Jets are yes, banking on him. This is his final year of his ELC, and
2: that's where I think that. And this is, you know, I think Connor Hellebuck's the key. If he's willing to, if he can't get nine, nine and a half somewhere he could sign three years, $9 million here, and the Jets could make it work. And he mm. could make $36 million over the next four years and be 33 years young going into unrestricted free agency when the cap goes up next year, $2 million, maybe another million the year after, maybe $2 million the year after, and all of a sudden teams have an extra $6 million when he becomes a free
0: agent again. Mark Shifley asked, is this a distraction? Honestly, it's not really on my mind. It's not really... Not really uh... You know, I have I've have one year left on my deal and I'm, you know, I'm here to focus on this team and and you know, helping this team succeed and and you know, that's my really my own focus. Okay, well. He, Mark Sheffield's not prepared to say much. I mean, that's that's just the situation and that's his right.
2: Look, camp is starting. This conversation rolling around in both these gentlemen's head is 2 3 weeks ago. Yeah. I'm going to camp now and I'm here mm-hmm. and this and I you have to do it that way and I respect that. I think you come into this team the conversations have been had. The things have been visited. It's now in my agent's hand. My agent knows what I want from both guys. I'm going to play hockey, and that's how you – you don't come into camp going, I don't know, like I'm waiting to hear. We decided a week from now we're going to have coffee when I'm a healthy scratch from the exhibition. That's not how it – When once you're here like they are, they're all in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the figures I, I – well – Listen, this is, specu- this is me speculating, but I 100% believe that the figures are known, the year, the term, all that is now in the hands of both the agent and the team. And, and, I, and I think what changes
2: is yeah. January 1st, we're 30 and 13, or January 1st, we're 13 and 30. What are you thinking? This is what we'd like to offer you. And it changes for the Jets too, right? Like if if they're 13 and 30, but somebody has 25 goals already, you go, okay,
0: I'll give you this. Here was Chevy yesterday, if he was prepared to rule out losing both Hellebuck and Shifley for nothing if they're in a playoff hunt.
2: You know, I guess you evaluated at that point in time, but, you know,
0: for us, um, you know, again... I think the, you know, the, the, the focus on the day-to-day basis is going to be about the process, and then you know we'll see where things go from there. We, we're hopeful, obviously, that we
2: earn that right to uh, you know to, to, to be a team that's going to make some noise, and, and that's really what we're focused on right now. No, I wouldn't rule out anything at this point in time, and, and I hope that um, you know I hope that we're in that situation where um, you know those tough decisions have to be made, and
1: you know again, it, it is about winning.
0: It's <laughs> it's like the first. Part of the season, Jim, we're, we're talking about October, November, December. It's going to be a fact-finding mission, not just for the team, but also for those two players and what their future is going to be for the yeah, team. And, and, and it's like there's more information needed because let's say Cole Perfetti comes out and is just absolutely dynamite. Not a point-per-game player, but he starts to really show that he can be a real fide number one center in the league. You, you have other centers here. So you have Vladin Domestikov, who's a center, natural center. He's starting on the wing. You have Gabe Velarde starting on the wing as well. What if is a Velarde guy that, has 30 points in 35 games? All of a sudden. All of a
2: sudden, there's players in that room going, this is a real good. All, and, what if he has three points in 30 and games? And then all
0: of a sudden, you have Mark Scheifele, who deservedly wants a raise, but you start looking at some of the other players that are going to be coming up in the organization. You know, Brad Lambert, he still has three years left on his ELC. Chaz Lucius and stuff like that you but start I, I, you start working a little bit long term and is is Mark Shreifley, is Mark Shifley's long term a part of this a part of this team and I, these I are the think, questions that need to, that are going to be hashed out i would say by just like you said jim january
2: there's no bigger eye opener right now than tampa bay and steven stamkos and they didn't even call him this summer yeah and he spoke about how disappointed he is and Breezebaugh spoke to, i'm sorry i'm going to say how the year goes if we're not a playoff team and in it if he's not a point of game player again if the guys I've signed for, like, come trade deadline, Tampa Bay might go, I'm unloading these guys like Nick Paul that I locked up if anybody's interested. Yeah. And that's the same with the Jets, right? Like, what Kevin Sheveldayev said yesterday isn't wrong. Like, they could have three major injuries this year, and come trade deadline, they're out of it, Mm -hmm. solely because of the three injuries. And then another team comes calling and go, I want to revisit this because we're healthy, and we're locked and loaded, and we have a – and and this other team isn't healthy, and we feel we can beat them in the playoffs, but yeah. I need Shifley yeah. to do it. That Like, all that stuff can change. But as of today, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing nothing, because everybody believes that they have something here.
0: Let's take a break. Let's come back. On the other side, we'll get some text messages from you guys in on the show. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Corey's all fired up. Uh, you know, Connor Hellebach saying he's going to win a cup. He's trying to win a cup. Corey says, I want a cup. NHL 98 PlayStation. I'm a champ. Well, Corey, nobody can take that away from you.
2: I want a FedEx Cup championship. Took me three years to do it, but I did.
0: I'll be right back. Chats at Noon on 68 CJOB. Brought to you by Music of the Night, the concert tour celebrating Andrew Lloyd Webber's 75th birthday in Winnipeg, Brandon and la Prairie, October 12th to the 14th. Visit musicofthenight.live. That is a show I would love to see. Little Jesus Christ superstar, little uh, Phantom of the Opera. Jim, I know this is right up your alley. Uh, little Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. Are you know, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. You know how I feel about musicals. People just break out into dance and songs like that. Let me ask like you that. this.
2: When Mark Scheifele was asked about his future, did he go, Well, <laughs> he I hope to be here in Winnipeg?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he did that. No, I don't think that was something he did. 204 um, 780. How do you
2: feel, Connor so, Hallibuck? I'll tell you how I well, feel. Me, I'm going
0: to win a cut. I'm going to win a cup. This music starts in the background. Where's that Where's that coming from?
2: And all of a sudden, the defense corps comes in, snapping their fingers.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're going to win a cup with Connor. Yeah, 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 You've never seen that?
2: That's why I don't like
0: musicals. 204-780-6868. Tony says, great news from Mark Shifley. Uh, Mark Shifley fan there. From Tony, uh, this texture says, uh, last I heard, it takes a full team to win a cup. Look at Vegas, no Vesna goalies, and uh, was Crawford a game changer when Chicago was dominating? I'm not sure how to feel about Hellebuck's confidence. That one from Bill.
2: I kind of like all these takes because you can look at any Stanley Cup champion and find the deficiency in their game yes. and go, "Well, you don't need this."
0: Well, there's every team, and I said this yesterday. There's every team in the league right now is looking at a hole on their roster and a place where they would like to fix. It's just yeah. being a professional. You could also
2: go. St. Louis won the cup, and they were in last place in December.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you
2: could be in last place in December and legitimately go. Well, St. Louis did it.
0: This texter says, "Ugh, nine million for Hellebuck will be a brutal anchor for this team. Ouch. Unfortunately, it sounds like that's the kind of contract he'll be getting from this organization. Well, let me Should say move this. Move on from Hellebuck. I so disagree with you. Let me say this. Thank you say so much this for this lineup
2: up. as we know it today. Finishes third in the division."
0: It's very possible. All of, a,
2: all of a sudden, giving Hellebuck $9 million for the next three years doesn't look so bad with this core for the next two to three years. And we're going to give John the last word
0: it. here. Both guys will make decisions, Sh- Shifley and Hellebuck. Both guys will make decisions in February. We'll stay if they are contenders, both gone if they aren't. But some of our draft picks might must be intriguing them for them to stay. That one from John. Jim Toth will take you all the way until uh, 3 o'clock and also, thank you very much to Jeffrey Forche for producing the show. Knickers and Kickers, all the way down at Keldonan Place. Silo Mission, looking for underwear and socks. It's going to be there till 6.30. Lorraine McNabb is going to join you right cup. after cup. 1 o'clock. Yep, yep. We're going to win a Stanley Cup and the streets of Winnipeg! Yeah, yeah, yeah! If they win a cup, now that's a heck of a musical. That's that's a Broadway. That's a Broadway. That's a Broadway. Number that's, one that's, hit. That's a Tony. Winnipeg won a cup starring
2: Connor Hellebuck on Broadway. <laughs> Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.